You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. Well, I came here with just one drink. And that's all I got now, don't you think? That's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stenger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line, 1524. Well, we are live tonight with a live crowd, but we're not at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. No, different location tonight. So for those of you who don't know us, we're Across the Line 1524. Uh, we do a podcast that originates right here in Franklin County and currently goes to 33 different countries and all the states in the United States. All of them. We got all, all, of all of them now. All of them. So welcome to the bourbon tasting and pie auction event. Is everybody having a good time? Woo-hoo. That was pretty lame. Is everybody having a good time? That's go. more like So what we like to do is we're going to invite the folks from Hard Truth up here. So they, they're set up over here uh, with their whiskeys and, and rums and uh, some good stuff. It's made right here in Indiana. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit about what they do and where they came from and where they're going. This is a little bigger speakeasy than I'm used to. Yeah, this to. is bigger than our speakeasies, for sure. <laughs> well, look, we're looking forward to a weekend. We're going to go do a podcast from, from their distillery, too, sometime this fall. Yeah, we are. That'd be great. So just, you know, just as we start the podcast, they get a bunch of people on. I see yeah, that. Got well, one of them there, is yeah. my wife, so. Yeah, we'll blame oh, her. Oh, it's because there's pe- <laughs> that peanut butter whiskey. Yeah, got peanut butter whiskey. So for those that don't know what a podcast is, think of a morning radio show, pretty much. We do ours in the evenings, and then it's broadcast through uh, podcast apps throughout the nation and throughout the world. So we've been very blessed and looking forward to many more years of it. And we're missing one. We're missing one of our four here. He, uh, he is uh, on a camping trip down in Tennessee with his family, but uh, Reuben Jerry Hunt is not with us this evening. And he'll be back. That's right. I I think he is uh, with us in spirit, probably drinking spirit. (laughs) (laughs) So we should talk about what's going to happen next. We're going to hard truth is going to be up here. Then Jonathan White's going to do the auction, and then we're actually going to get Jonathan on the podcast to talk about auctioneering. Do you guys ever want to be an auctioneer? No. Actually, yeah, uh, I, Dwayne, I thought I, I would. Yeah, I could. I could see that you can. You can probably handle that cadence. I could. Uh, he's do got that. the gift of gab. Yes, he well, does. Yeah, I do. But yeah, actually, I did think about that at one time. That, that that would be interesting. I mean, I love going to auctions. I love helping. I've helped at a few auctions just when they were busy and needed an extra hand and were short on hand help. So it is fun. It's an interesting thing. So while we're waiting, I think we should do one of our flights here. Or one of our. I'm, one well, of mine's already in. I was yeah, going to say you kind of cheated. It. That was old Forrester that's already gone. So I'm going to do Jefferson's Ocean, which we right. do every now and then. For those that don't know, Jefferson's Ocean, if you've got that, is one of your 
uh, bourbons in your flight. It's actually aged on the sea, uh, aged in the bourbon barrels on a boat in the ocean. They travel around the world, and uh, you can look up on uh, that voyage up on the on their website, and you can you can get the voyage report. Exactly. So if you get if you go get two different barrels, you'll get two different flavors based on the temperature, humidity, how rough the ocean was, as far as to how much it sloshes the bourbon around inside the barrel. It's still aged the same way in a regular barrel, but just having the difference in climate and um, movement of the boat changes the way the flavor is. So it's interesting to get two different bottles. And we've tried two different ones at the speakeasy. We've, we tried right. two different ones at the same time. Yeah, and there, and is, a a, distinct difference. there is a distinct difference in the flavor. It's, it's kind of crazy that just that little bit will do it, but it, it's, it's interesting. So, so for people that don't know, all bourbons are whiskey. But all whiskeys are not bourbons. That's fact. So what makes it a bourbon? First of all, it's got to be 51% corn in the mash. Yep. Secondly? It's got to be aged in a new charred oak barrel. Exactly. How long has it got to be aged? Seven years, isn't it? Minimum of four. Minimum four. of four. Oh, yeah, four is minimum. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Our local, our local uh, lick, uh, liquor expert is our teacher, Mike Gardner. Yeah. Is our educator. Our educator. And and uh, when we talk about Jefferson, they got Jefferson Reserve here tonight for tasting too. And it's it, Jefferson just makes a really wonderful bourbon to begin with. Yeah. So yeah, you can't go wrong with either one of them. The Jefferson Ocean is is a different. Well, they're all different flavors. So get the Jefferson Reserve. You know what you're going to get in every bottle, but. With the Jefferson Ocean, you just you don't know what you're going to get. Absolutely. So our friends from Hard Truth are here. So we're going to get you guys on the mic right over here and talk a little bit about what you guys have, what you do, and where you're going. Yeah, so introduce yourself, first of all. Give it a name. And, uh, don't be afraid of it. I'm Blair from Hard Truth Quaffon. I'm Gary. You have to get right up to it. I'm Gary from Hard Truth Quaffon. We're from, we're from Nashville, Indiana. We started brewing beer 11 years ago. Uh, original beer was Busted Knuckle Porter. Uh, one of our owners started it in his garage, and then they opened restaurants, and and now they got into distillery business in 2015. Uh, and we currently have 11 restaurants of our own called Big Woods. Wow. Uh, well, nice. Throughout the state of Indiana, as of right now, as far as the hard truth distillery side, we're in 10 states now. Uh, as far as our beer, the strawberry, we're in Florida. So, so I'm going to have to say that I tried their Indiana rye. So what you guys don't know is I'm a big Yellowstone fan, yeah. which is a rye. Uh, we were just part of a barrel pick down there for Yellowstone. I tried their Indiana rye, and I'm telling you, it, it was clo- it was a very close to the Yellowstone, very, yeah, it's very which good. is very good bourbon. It's very good. Starting next week, we'll be doing barrel picks of our Indiana rye. So come on. Bring your checkbook and come on down and see us. We're going to bring Mike's checkbook. We're bringing Mike's checkbook. We like this checkbook better. We just, we just drink it. We just come and help pick. So talk about your, you, you've got a distillery and you have a brewery, both, correct? Correct, yes. We have a distillery uh, up in downtown Nashville, up on a hill, uh, off the old Highway State Road 46, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. our brewery that brews uh, approximately 10 different type beers is on State Road 135 North, right on the north side of Nashville. 
Awesome. And then, and then what are the two beers? I saw you have two beers you brought with you tonight. What are those two? Uh, we brought uh, our Strawberry Blonde and our Hoosier Red. Everything we brought tonight is available here. So uh, okay. you can purchase it right here. Okay, great. I'm betting you can purchase it at Tebby Liquors, too, probably. Yeah, I heard there's a liquor store around here. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a little one. A small one, yes. Yeah, just a small one. Awesome, awesome. So besides your rye, talk about your other whiskeys that you have. Our first whiskey, uh, our vodka that we came out with was cinnamon vodka. And then we come out with toasted coconut rum. And now we're making peanut butter whiskey, Indiana rye. And we're dabbing a little bit in the bourbon category. We actually have a thousand barrels of our own bourbon in our rack house right now that about two more years on that will be in the bourbon business. Okay, so, great. Oh, wow. Uh, great. So where are your rack houses right there in Nashville too? Yes, our rack house, uh, our distillery restaurant is located on 325 acres. We currently have one rack house getting ready to build another one. So. Nice. Well, that's great. Fantastic. So we don't have to drive to Kentucky. Now you, you just come up stay in Indiana. Right. Yeah. You come up and do. They do tours. We have ATV tours. We have distillery tours. Oh, now uh, we're we talking. Just, yeah, you just come up to the tours and tasting center and sample anything you want, everything, and and just and go. I mean, it's a beautiful well, place. That sounds like a weekend. That's a weekend. Yeah. I think we better get a hotel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Music every weekend, all weekend. Yeah, you got door venue. Awesome. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, Nashville, beautiful Nashville, Indiana is just a great town to come visit, no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah, the nice thing is it's only for us. It's only a couple hours away. That's so right. It's a short trip. Yeah, hour and forty minutes. Because there you go. Live, so. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna make that trip. That's come on awesome. Up. awesome. You got my business card. Come Absolutely. On up. We're gonna give you a call and give me a call. Well, we're we'll probably up. gonna do it the same time the gardeners do. So yeah. Okay. So whatever you, you we're gonna have a good time. Mike there. Yeah. Bring Just the checkbook and let me know and you'll get a first class. Tour, so. Sounds All like right, we will plan. do that. Right. Thank you, guys. We Thank appreciate you. it. So, Thanks, guys, fellas. check them out. They're set up right over there. Hard Truth and Quaff on Beer. It's good and, stuff. And if all of a sudden you can't keep peanut butter whiskey on, it's because my wife figured out you have peanut butter whiskey now. So I just can't get into peanut butter whiskey. That's just I not me. either, but my wife loves it. So, hey, happy, so happy wife, It's happy about wife. time for the pie auction. I'm pie. looking here. Pie? Pie. Pie. <laughs> So, yeah, so when they announced this thing, it was bourbon and pie. And, I mean, how what can you say? How can you, how can how you go can wrong? not show up for that? Can't go wrong. So, I guess, you know, our listeners probably wonder where we're at. We're at third place in Brookville, Indiana. Down, downtown Brookville, Indiana. Downtown Brookville. That's right. So, having a good time. Uh, and if you listen to one of our recent podcasts, you uh, heard reference to uh, uh, Brookville on Tap. Yep, that uh, happened and, a couple weeks uh, ago. And uh, third place was kind of the host of that whole big event. So yeah. we appreciate third place here in Brookville and all they do for the the uh, town of Brookville and, and really throughout the county. Well, isn't the benefit tonight for the Christmas Main lights? Main Street, and, yeah, Brookville Main Street's putting it on. It, it's for uh, more Christmas lights in town. There right? you go. How can you go wrong? You can drink bourbon. Buy some pie and get more Christmas lights in downtown Brookville. It gets no better. That's like a trifecta there. Absolutely. So I see Jonathan White walking in here, and it's 7.30. You know what that means? It's time to start talking fast. He may not Someone's know it yet, but it's time for an auction. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jonathan White. 
thanks guys. I, they said timing's everything. I didn't know this was going to happen this quick. So, uh, I missed all the intro. You're, you're all good, man. You're all good. You. Okay. You're coming up here next after you get done anyway. Wonderful. We Wonderful. got you. Wonderful. Hey, well, all right, sir, here we go there, and what are they going to give for? I'm a $600 down here now, 10 and now, 25 and now, 35 and now, the 50 and now, 60, will they give me 60 now, 75, 75, another $85 on the bind there. So we're going to have There was a boy to in Arkansas who wouldn't listen to his ma when she told him he should go to school. He'd sneak who would listen to his ma? I know this one. Pretty soon you'd find him at the local auction barn. He'd stand and listen carefully, then pretty soon he began to see how the auctioneer could talk so rapidly. All right, so we've got Jonathan White here on Cross the Line 1524. Welcome, Jonathan. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. He just raised a whole bunch of money for the lights on Main Street. Awesome. Yeah, well, it's, it's the folks who are bidding and raising their hands are the ones that raise the money. I just, yeah. just uh, helped facilitate it. So yeah. it's, good really event. it's a good event for, for the town, for Talk sure. Talk about the history of, you know... There's a long lineal history of your family and auctioneers. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, how long is the podcast? How much time do we have? Yeah, we, we, have all night. <laughs> we got more bourbon, so we're good to okay. go. Okay, you're good. Uh, yeah, my great grandfather Russell started in the auction business in 1922, and um, I don't think it was ever a question what what yeah. I was going to be or what so I was. So you're going to you're a fourth generation. Fourth generation. Yeah, well, that's cool. Very proud of that. And uh, of course, the industry's changed significantly over those years, but. Uh, 1922, my great-grandfather Russell started, and then my grandfather Stanley was the next in line, and then my dad Dave, and then and me. So uh, it, it's, been a, it's been a very rewarding profession. I'm very proud of calling myself an auctioneer. And, and it's, an, it's an art. I mean, there's, there's not that many folks out there that, that's even still auctioneer. And it's, so how, when did you start picking up the... Uh, Cadence. The cadence, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, guys, I don't want to... You, you might have been born with it. I don't know. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Fourth generation probably came out of the womb. Yeah, I don't, don't want to lie to you because um, I showed up to auction school pretty green. And um, and I walked in there just as kind of the same as everybody else to learn the cadence and to learn the method. And um, we took some tapes of ourselves uh, during those times that our, when we started. And it was pretty rough. And to <laughs> tell you what, I was actually um, in... in undergraduate at the time when I did my auction school and they would teach us in school to auction to ourselves in the car for practice and every time we came across the fifth uh, electric pole we should up our bid and, and uh, so that's how I practiced. So you drove that's how pretty slow to start with yeah yeah and then you sped up. Correct yeah exactly so um, you know I tried to find some songs I liked and, and match that cadence and and then eventually you know it showed up. And that was probably a little before all the days of cell phones. For everybody was looking at you like I'm you were not as old as you think. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I I got my license in 2001. Yeah, so, great. So you talk about the cadence, and I've been to different auctions where they have that. What I what I like to hear as an auctioneer, you hear that rhythm. Sure. But then there's other ones where it's a, a more of a talking. Sure. Now is that taught or is that just a choice? You decide what you want to do. It is taught. So um, one of the things, kind of, I was taught by my father that, that we want to be as clear as possible when we speak, and, and that's why the majority of my cadence, and if you listen to my dad's cadence, it's a lot of numbers. We're not using a lot of filler words because we want to make sure we're. That's the main idea: is to keep everybody on right. the same page, be very clear right. and concise. You talk about folks who maybe use a slower cadence. Um, when we're doing a real estate auction, for example, we're going to use a very slow, very deliberate cadence because 
it's not uh, as the, the type of environment, say we were here this evening, or if we're selling uh, your, your general regular merchandise. Right. Yeah. Huh. So you and your family have really expanded. You just don't do an auction. You have the Wednesday flea markets. Mm-hmm. You're in real estate. So what, I mean, what was a driving force for expanding, I guess? And that's a great question. And a lot of folks will scratch their head a little bit and say, why don't you just do the same thing that grandpa did or, or great grandpa did? But when they say the, the last words of every dying business is, but we always did it that way. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so thank goodness we did diversify and, and change a little bit because the world, you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. And right. coronavirus, folks, you didn't do much, many auctions no. in 2020. No, we sure didn't. And, and certainly not doing as many as we used to do because the world has changed a bit. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, what we've been about and what we're always going to be about is, is being honest and, and caring stewards of our, our customers. You know, we're going to take care of them and, and foster them through whatever processes they're in. Our slogan is bringing buyers and sellers together since 1922. Now, whether that's through a live auction or whether that's through an online auction or whether that's through a real estate transaction, we still feel that we're hitting the core of what, what we've always been doing. Right. So you just mentioned online auctions. So have you... Are you doing that also now, or so just starting, or thinking? We have some. There are some online aspects to some of our auctions. Um, certainly, don't want to ignore that. I don't want to ignore the the fact that that's there. Um, but I also don't want to turn my back on the traditional auction attendee who feels right. they still want to come out and see and touch and feel the items, and um, and have the ability to do that. So the twice a year on a machinery auctions, we will accept um, online pre bids, and then we will put those in against the live bids there day of sale. Yeah, I'm the guy. I, I love going to auctions, and I want to be there. I mean, the, well, most of the time you spend more money than when you're there, too, because sure. you get the emotion in it instead of you kind of lose And you think that. about I think somebody made a good point today. I was watching a football game. It was a college football game, we and they were here? talking about, well, there's so many different ways to enjoy or take in college Thank football you. now. Thank you very much, Terry. Why do folks still come to the games? You can enjoy this on TV. Right. You, can have, you can be at home with all the statistics. You can be in your comfy chair. You can not have spent the money to go see the game. But there's something about being in that live environment and, and feeling the, the, uh, the emotions and atmosphere of that game. And I think a live auction is still the same way. Yeah, so from a buyer's perspective, I'm, <clears throat> I'm horrible with uh, orange tractors, you know. <laughs> and Jonathan knows I used to come down every year and somebody have an orange tractor there. And I'd be done bidding and you'd go, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I usually wasn't. So. Yeah, yeah. That's why I've got 13 orange tractors at the house. Never over till but it's over. It, it's, it's the personal aspect of it. If you, and it's kind of like an adrenaline rush. I mean, well, it's, you, it, you're in there bidding, and you want to know who the heck is bidding against you. And when you want to win, it's starts exactly. getting competitive. And you, you, sometimes you lose train of thought of right. reality, and it's like, dang it, I want that. You know, and mm-hmm. just put, my wife likes to just put her hand up, I think, sometimes, and doesn't matter, but... <laughs> so we need to, uh, we all have a drink in front of us. Yes. Okay. Thanks to Terry, Teddy Gardner. Yep. It's Statesman. So cheers up, Bob. Cheers. cheers. Oh, that's good. So that, that's Ooh, good. That it's good. a little different. A little it different, is. but that's really good. Well, Old Forester. That wasn't on the list. Old Forester. We'll have to find out more about that. Oh, that was the Old Forester. Yeah. So tell me, what do you see coming in the future for auctions? Well, that's... It's a, it's a murky, with co- oh, the whole coronavirus thing's back out there again. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And, you know, your listeners wouldn't know this. I also have a, a degree in healthcare. So 
it's tough for me. Yeah, so... And so I'm a, ph- I'm a pharmacist as yeah. well, and, and trained as a pharmacist. I, I got my oxygen degree first, and um, after four years of undergraduate studies, I said to my dad, I'm ready to come home and join you in the business. And he said, I think you're ready to go back to school. And he said, I'd like for you to get uh, more education just for the purposes of feeling secure. And if something did happen, that you'd have that. You can never, can never take your education away from you. Exactly. So you, you make a very valid point of what is the future. There were times this summer where our competitors were having auctions, and I didn't feel it was appropriate for us to have auctions at those times and so people question me and say well why is so-and-so having a sale and you're not and I said so-and-so doesn't have the same weight on their shoulders that I have to to say I'm I'm, if I have a sale it's not just Jonathan White the auctioneer having a sale it's Jonathan White the healthcare provider that's stamping his seal of approval that maybe it's safe for hundreds if not thousands of people to be together unmasked and and together so it's been a it's been a certainly uh, a huge challenge. I never in my life imagined I'd be auctioneering with a mask on. Um, I never in my life imagined that I'd be shouting at my auction attendees to please pull their masks up. And, right. Um, but back to your point about the future, it's 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 murky waters, and we as consumers are changing the way that we interact and right. the way that we consume things. And um, at the end of the day, we talked earlier in the conversation about adaptation, and we're going to have to continue to adapt and provide the customers with uh, the, the tools they want because that's, at the end of the day, that's the way to give the best service. So I got to tell you, I heard one of the best lines tonight. It's while you were auctioning off pies, and your wife, Andy, was walking around with the pie. <laughs> and you go, it's not Vanna White, it's Andy White. <laughs> yeah. I never priceless. used that before, had you? Yeah, no, that was, that was just popped <laughs> into my head. First time. Yeah, my great uncle Ivan said she's the best thing to happen to the White family uh, oh. in the history of the family. I think he's probably right. Good deal. Good deal. So she's in the real estate end of the yep. of Whites. Yep. So in real estate took off this year like yeah. crazy. It, it absolutely did. And, um, you know, I think we... I say we, we had a reinvigoration of that arm of the business in 2017. We've always been, you know middlemen for lack of a better word right. uh, in those types of real estate transactions but never really pushed the brokerage on folks and we we saw a need and we saw uh, you know a calling to that and so we answered it um, can't say how proud I am of her and the work she's done and, and when she has clients that you know contact me after transactions and say this girl went above and beyond or, or took such good care you know she actually was emotionally invested in, in, in getting us through the process man, that makes me so proud. I mean, she's not just my wife and my best friend. She's my business partner. And, you know, they'll have all right. those things exactly. rolled into one. Right. And I see you you keep adding realtors as well. Yep. So yep. Well, and that, and that just goes sign to... sign of growing. It's a sign of growth, and it's a sign of wanting to take care of as many people as we can. So the right. more folks we add so on... So just like you had auctioneering in your blood, she yep. had realty Correct. In her, her blood. Andy's father was a manager for a, 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 a large real estate firm. And, um, you know, she... She says she's had some of the best teachers she could ever ask for in her dad and, and uh, you know, Rick McMillan and Dave White. Right. and um, Yeah, it's really good. Good deal. Good deal. So I got to tell you, Jonathan, you know, as a kid growing up in this community, of course, the, the white auctions were a hallmark. I mean, they were just, you know, every week. And as old as we are, we go back to the days where there were auctions every Saturday at a farm, some real estate auction. And my memories take me back to being a kid at those auctions and roaming around through the crowds and the smells, the (laughs) cigar smoke, you know, the pipe smoke. And it's just, you don't go to auctions like that uh, the same way anymore. I really, I kind of really miss that. But I got to tell you, 
were were uh, were kind of did really well in this community with regard to our auctioneers here. You know, everybody knew Bud White, yeah. and everybody knew your dad, and um, but as a kid growing up, and then you know older going to auctions. Um, of course, they thinned out a lot, uh, you know, over the years like that. Uh, and then you guys, you know, he alluded to the flea market, but you guys had a flea market here in town before you moved it out of town. You were you were selling livestock, you know, down here at the end of town for a while, and you still sell livestock. Yep, we sell the livestock auction, auction every every Wednesday, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you saying that and mentioning that and talking about my grandpa Bud, who was a huge influence in my life. And I, I think back, there was a moment in pharmacy school it was. I don't even remember the class, but they, they asked us to write down concisely what our goals were for ourselves professionally. And so many people, I want to be a regional manager of, of Kroger pharmacies, or I want to be, uh, you know, within Eli Lilly doing brand management. And then they would, would write, you know, long uh, opinions about what they wanted to be. And I wrote one sentence, and the sentence was, I want to have a relationship with my community like my, great, like my grandfather, Bud White. And whatever avenues lead toward that, that was my goal and you know dad and I were talking the other night and he said I, I think you're you're working toward achieving your goal and so the things you just say like like here about the sights and sounds of an auction and Americana as it was we can't ever live that again I don't think but we can right. continue to try to, to provide that service and, and continue to have that relationship that's the goal yeah I think the live auction was as much of a gathering place as it was an auction. I mean, half yeah. the people that went just to go meet their buddies and right. stand around and shoot the crap yeah. and smoke yeah, their cigars, smoke their pipes, whatever. Dad just, told me stories of, of a guy running for governor would come interrupt the auction and, yeah, yeah. Call, you know, uh, stump to the crowd yeah. there. I mean, you think yeah, it was. It. it was a community event and it, it was, was, you know, people coming together and talk about how their families were doing and all that stuff as much as being, you know, a part of the auction right. itself. So. Well, there, lives weren't so busy right. that, not that long ago now everybody's just so busy and then, you know trying to carve out five hours to go somewhere is you know just not done anymore like it was so i, I will say the consignment the, the farm consignment auction is still that way yes. yeah that is so right. it's still you see people there you hadn't well this you know this time around is people we hadn't seen for over a year instead of six months ago at the spring or fall but it's that it's got that feel to it you'll see people that you haven't seen for a year, shoot they, the breeze with them. Yeah, and they hang out all day. They, yeah. they don't bid one time, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're there. But it's all good. It's yeah. all good. So you guys got anything else for Jonathan? I don't think so. I'm just glad you're here tonight for this event, and uh, thank you for sitting down with us. I thank you guys for being here. I think this is a fantastic uh, you know, resource, and I think you guys are doing, doing really good work. And, uh, um, excited. We've been blessed, quite honestly. We're in uh, 33 countries plus all the states here. Yep. Over 17,000 downloads now. So it's yep. it's amazing for a couple <laughs> guys that do it in the middle of a cornfield. We're doing pretty well, good, guys. And that shows you that there's demand for real life Americana. There there's there's right. demand yeah. for real talk and for yeah. for real people to have a voice and yeah. for us right. to not come in here and talk crazy yeah. things to just talk real life. Right, share it's, life experience. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is—is is just sharing life experiences. Yeah. Sometimes it's deeper, sometimes yeah. funny, and sometimes we just taste bourbon. So. Well, I, I appreciate yeah, everything you guys are doing. <laughs> so, and, and and we'll get comments from listeners sometime, and sometimes it's along the lines of, "It just sounds like a great." I just like to sit down and have a beer with those guys, <laughs> and that's that's a great compliment. And, I mean, yeah, that's so really that's, that's, that's really what we're, what we're striving about. for. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank you, thank Mr. You. Jonathan White.
You know, it's about time to restock the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with some fine liquors. There's only one place we go for that. When we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's. Liquor store downtown Brookville, Indiana on Main Street. They have a selection of beer, wine, liquors, vodkas, your seltzers, whatever you want right here in Brookville, Indiana. Give them a shout. Stop in and say hi. Now, if you're out towards Batesville, Indiana, check out Batesville Liquor Co. They've got a huge selection. They're in what used to be a grocery store. Now it's filled with alcohol. They've got selections of bourbons, selections of wines, vodkas, whiskeys, you name it, they've got it. Located in Batesville, Indiana. So whether you're in Batesville or Brookville, we got two spots for you to hit. Check them out. Tebby Liquors in Brookville and the Batesville Liquor Company out in Batesville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. And our special guest? Mike Gardner. Mike, how are you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. Get a little closer to the mic. A little closer. There you go. go. All right. Thanks for being back with us again, Mike. Thank you, sir. So Mike's been a semi-regular on our show (laughs) because we love to drink. He and his wife have some alcohol-related... Businesses. Businesses. It works out well for both of us. It does. He's, so, our, he's our educator. Did you partake in the uh, one of the flights tonight? I did. I had the $90 flight. Nice. So so did I did, too. I think we all did, actually. This, yeah. ta- this table did. Yeah. So what was your favorite on there? The Statesman was my favorite. That's me, With, too. Without a uh, doubt. I think all of us enjoyed that. And we enjoyed a second shot of it, courtesy... Of your wife. Yes. Yeah, that was <laughs> it great. All works out. So for those of you who listen to our podcast, uh, we went down to Bardstown, Kentucky, uh, did some tastings and a barrel pick with Mike and Baseball Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquors, and uh, we helped pick a barrel of Yellowstone. Looking forward to that showing up. Two real, weeks. Real soon. All right. A couple weeks we'll be at Batesville Liquor Co. doing a podcast there. Yeah. Maybe when this podcast comes out, that might be what we're doing. Yeah. So that's Maybe. the 17th, I believe, of September. And that's comes a, in. They did that for one reason only. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's Jeff's birthday. It's Jeff's, Jeff's birthday. birthday. We want to celebrate Jeff's birthday. <laughs> that's what a better way than a barrel that we help pick. I'm telling you. I didn't know how they knew that, but I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> so it's great getting out. We love doing our podcast at the Speakeasy. But it's nice to get out in other places. Yeah, this is great. It's been a great night. It's been fun. So, I tell you what, the one we did in Bardstown at um, the Dant family, that was just. Yeah. Yeah, that's. So, I got to tell you guys, that podcast, and Mike was there while we did it, it was just phenomenal. Uh, And um, new listeners we gained after that podcast, crazy. We got a bunch of Kentucky listeners now. That's great. That's great. So it's all good. So, Mike, what other bourbons are on your radar to do barrel picks for? Ooh. Um, actually, Old Forester is one. Ooh. Um, I may get crucified for this, but I probably got to do a Jack Daniels. Ah. And, and that's controversial because it's really it that's a that's a whiskey it, that's in, not a bourbon in, in my world that's not bourbon yeah it's not right. it's tennessee whiskey it's tennessee whiskey it's all right um, everybody 
at this podcast table raised their hand that's had Jack Daniels. I mean, oh, that's yeah. where it all started. Unanimous. <laughs> so we're all guilty, you know? So there's nothing wrong with, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong, got nothing yeah. wrong with the little no, Jack nothing, Daniels. Nothing wrong with that. They sell a whole bunch of Jack Daniels. They do. you got to broaden your horizons every once in a while and you know, do something different. So most of you listeners know I was going. I was going to say how many at this table's first whiskey drunk was Jack Daniels. Oh, just me, uh, me and Mike. Anyway, <laughs> mine was Seagram Seven. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see, I started as a blended and the blended whiskeys. Yeah. So I really changed this last two years. Uh, my problem was I got my worst. Uh, um, I'm trying to be politically correct here. My worst um, drunk yeah. ever was on Maker's Mark, and I lost my taste for bourbon for years after that. And I stayed on blended whiskey till the last two years, and I branched back out to bourbons, and I yeah. love them. We, we got to bring you back. He's coming. He's coming along pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're nursing him back. Yeah, it brought me back. <laughs> the, so, speak, the speakeasy keeps getting new shelves. Yeah, yeah. You haven't, and, and you mostly haven't seen bourbon. the last group uh-huh. of shelves we got there now. So yeah. yeah, we had a fire in the speakeasy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. serious. So we had a um, was it Alan's Warren? No, it was not. <laughs> It was not. That it was, was Duke funny. Energy's wiring. Funny thing was, that was one of our texts while he was cleaning hey, smoke up. Big Bubba Electric Service fixed it all. In his apprentice. In my apprentice. Oh. The word. So we had a limb come down and hit the service coming to the house. Oh, okay. Broke the neutral, but left the two hots. Oh. So it overloaded the circuit. We had a power strip just go up in flames. So yeah. burn out a bunch of stuff in the house. There's soot all over the place. That's but on good. the good side, Mary came home, caught it. Now, she caught it. Called we the fire in, department. Is yeah, the bourbon we were, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Bourbon's oh, yeah. Fine. yeah. See, that's if it would have got too bad <laughs> and it caught fire, they would have thought we set it because of all the accelerator we had down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because so, it was, it was in the speakeasy. Yeah, oh. the speakeasy was where the more yeah, of so. the electrical damage was. And that was Mary's. Mary told us her first response was, oh, my God, all the booze. <laughs> that's exactly right. I don't think that's insured. <laughs> oh, she was, she's worried about the maker's mark. Yeah. 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 But it was all good. All good. So, so sounds like we're headed to your place on the 17th. You are. Uh, we're going to uh, – we have our own Cross Line 1524 stickers going on. All right. The Yellowstone bottles as well. All right. Perfect timing. They came in today. Perfect so number. we'll get those all put on there ahead of time. It'll be a good time. It'll be wonderful. So Mike has also become an avid old man's breakfast. Yeah. So guess yeah. what? He went to VFW today. We weren't there. Uh-oh. No, no, old, open? no old men this morning. Were they open? No. <laughs> so I was like, what Note the hell? Note to self. <laughs> call, he didn't call know Mike the backup plan. Got to put Mike in the loop there. Yeah, he didn't know the backup plan. He didn't know plan. a backup plan. Nobody let me know. So the backup plan is always corners. That's on Alan this yeah. morning. I if that, if that doesn't work, it's back at the speakeasy. There you go. <laughs> Get the grill out and some eggs and bacon. But it's all good. I so. showed up. Nobody there. So it's, uh, you know, Nick said he was coming tonight. I'm upset. Yeah, oh. Nick. So yeah, our, he our, wasn't here. I could have picked him up. I know. Our good, friend, <laughs> our good friend Tony has been on the Appalachian Trail yep. all week. Instead of driving home, he stopped here. He stopped here. On the way home. Yeah. 
I'm not sure once his wife hears this how it's going to go. <laughs> but I, we were doing a podcast, and I looked up. I'm like, man, that looks like somebody in Tony's hat. He come walking in here looking like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> that hat on his head. Oh, It's all good, though. So, but what were memories, though? I mean, him and his daughter went on a, a week hike yeah. on the we're gonna have to, Trail. We're going to have to have them in for a podcast talk about that. Yeah, because he told so, me a few good. things that happened on yeah. the trail, and it's yeah. like, wow. But, but just the memories. I mean, when we were when my kids were little, a friend of mine, Ryan from Texas, every fall and spring, we'd do a hike. and we'd, Ryan, if you're listening, I'm upset you're not coming to the Gator Fry. Yeah, give him that. I already heard that you're not coming. You know, you and I, you may be off our friends and family list for the podcast. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No Christmas card for him. No Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we used to go there and do that fall and spring with our kids. And, I mean, my kids still got memories of it. We'd do sections of the trail. Right. You know, three or five miles. Camp out one or two nights. No, nothing like they did. But my kids were only 10, 11 years old, too. But, it, I mean, just the memories. are It's lifetime. So. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So did you buy a pie, Mike? We bought three pies. So which pies did you buy? Uh, Seven apple? spice apple because he bought it from the one I was bidding on. Oh, yeah. But you got the bourbon out of it. So. I did get the bourbon. We got the <laughs> bourbon, so it was a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's all really? good. All good. Actually, I don't so. know the other two pies we bought. Oh, I do know. We bought uh, the pe- pe- pecan pie. Yeah, you got a pecan. The fireball. Who's from yeah. Tater Flashball? Oh, Tater did the Fireball. Tater Flashball. Yeah. And, and, uh, so he probably bought the Fireball from you anyway. So Yes, he probably did. <laughs> and across the line, 1524, got a uh, peach custard pie. Jailhouse peach Jailhouse. custard pie. You know, you got to be careful when you eat that. There's a file wow, that's what I cooked hear. into it. <laughs> that's what I heard. But Man, there's a hot-looking woman going by. <laughs> that got you in trouble you last time. Yeah. yeah, you can tell. Oh, you know, you know. Wait a minute. It all started right here. Yeah. in 2017. That's right. On the other, on the wrong end of the at bar. the wrong end of the bar. I was here. And I seen it. How, how I seen how it went down. It went down right here. Then we got married <laughs> in 2018 here. Yeah. Bunch of butterflies, I guess. <laughs> I just saw the picture. Yeah, the old people. Yeah. So, yeah, somebody else pointed it out to me. <laughs> yep, the old it's all people. the old people hanging on the wall of the photos. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> I know I don't have much hair left, but you're just a couple. What are you, a month younger than me or something? A couple months. A couple months. <laughs> yeah. So good deal. So you guys got anything else for Mike? I don't think so. Just looking forward to uh, our next get-together with Mike. Well, I think uh, there's going to be a, a barrel pick coming up soon in Indiana. So, yeah, I think we're yeah, working we're on work, that. We're working we're on it. Work, yeah. we got to schedule that. Well, we need to check book, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll pick it. And we'll help you. You'll help, you'll help pick? We're more we'll happy pick. to help. You're in now. There you Care- go. There careful right. what you ask for. There you go. <laughs> so it's been a fun night here at third place in Brookville, Indiana. Absolutely. For, uh, the bourbon tasting and uh, benefit pie auction for the Christmas lights here in town of Brookville. And uh, they raised some great money. Right. Had Jonathan White on. was awesome. And uh, it's been a good time. We'd like to thank Mick Wills. Absolutely. Mick and Jenny, Absolutely. who own third place for hosting. And it's a good time. So. For Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner. And we'll see you all next time.
Oh, what a great, great time we had down at third place in Brookville, Indiana. Obviously, this was a live event, so the audio is not quite as up to snuff as we normally like it, but we had a great time. Hope you had a good time listening. We've got a special announcement, though. We're not done with bourbon. Friday night, September 17th, we'll be at Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana at 5.30. The barrel pick that we were part of comes in. We're doing a podcast and a barrel pick release. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a great time. There'll be more information on our Facebook page about it. But mark your calendar now for Friday, September 17th at Batesville Liquor Co., along with Cross the Line, 1524. So as usual, we'd like to thank you for listening to us. Please leave us a positive comment or a five-star rating. Tell a friend, bring a buddy. The more listeners, the more fun we have. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to the Bourbon Edition of Cross the Line, 1524. Out the door.